Howdy, howdy, howdy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into yet another episode of Just Saying Sports with Jake and Sean. I am your host, Jake Adnip. With me is the great Sean Dwyer. How you doing? We got another exciting episode for you this week. We have a little bit of basketball talk coming your way. There's been some pretty crazy stuff going on uh, with the NBA and lots of talk about the NBA draft even coming up. Uh, some pretty good prospects. Stuff starting to shake out in the basketball, in the college basketball season, and we're creeping up on All-Star Weekend for the NBA. So there's a couple different people we want to talk about in depth and uh, a couple different trades. I mean, the trade deadline is on February 8th. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff going around with Anthony Davis. Kristaps Porzingis was just on the move. So we're going to touch on all of that. But before we get started, Sean, when this trade deadline craziness comes around, do you think anybody except for people like, say, LeBron are really off limits? No. Um, I think that's more of a statement on not a player's skill, but a player's contract. There are some guys who, when the salary cap bumped up a couple of years ago, signed the massive deals that were way bigger than what they're worth. And I, honestly, I don't think teams are able to move those guys at this time because those deals are so ridiculous. Um, one of them that comes to mind is, I don't I haven't even heard his name in a while, but Timothy Mozgov signed that deal with the Lakers. And I know he was moved and stuff moved on from there, but that's just an example of one of those deals that did not work out at all. That once the salary cap bumped up, you know, players started getting paid more and they thought it was going to be great, but it's only really made teams problems harder because now you've got these guys on big deals that really can't be moved. They're big buyouts. So I don't think there's a, there's a longer list of players that won't be traded than will be traded to answer your question. Yeah. So, but either way, there's only a few people, who are on untouchable lists, but we, as we saw in the blink of an eye, uh, I kind of want to start off with the Kristaps Porzingis trade, the most recent one. Uh, so it seemed like Monday morning, Kristaps woke up and was like, I here. And then by four o'clock, there was a big deal in place to trade him. But, from what I heard is there was actually much more in the background going on a week or two before, but after the, the Knicks, they, the Knicks leaked it. So then they could get the story out about the trade almost af right afterwards. But my initial reaction to the trade now, let's, let's put out the trade there for him, Sean, uh, the Knicks, they got rid of Christoph Porzingis and they got rid of Trey Burke. They got rid of uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Courtney Lee, correct? Yes. First of all, the only thing I don't like moving for the Knicks is obviously Kristaps. The, uh, the other three guys are, like I was mentioning before, kind of like you move them to, to, get, to get rid of Kristaps. Yeah. Now, the Mavericks traded DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, Wesley Matthews, excuse me, and a first-round pick. Now, if you ask me, I, I actually I want to ask you first. What do you think of this trade? Well, Jake, if I had to answer your question, I would say that the Mavericks won this trade just because when you start looking at it at a, on a broken-down level, 
DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews probably aren't in the Mavericks' five-year plan. Um, same can be said for the Knicks with Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway, Trey Burke. So you're really just swapping interchangeable pieces there. So at the end of the day, the Mavericks end up with Chris South Porzingis and a first-round pick. Boy, that's what they have to trade for. I don't yeah. know if, if that works out any better in the Mavericks' mind. I mean, and if I'm wrong, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Mavericks do have a second first-round pick as well, do they? I'm not 100% so, sure. Or, I mean, I think it's ah, – I don't know. Anyway, the Mavericks give up basically a first-round pick for Chris South Porzingis. I think any – I think you'll take that, won't you? I mean, yeah, but I, I have to, I, I have to say I do like this trade for the Knicks. Like, I, I don't. It doesn't mean that they're going to get the free agents, but you have to, you have to realize, Kristaps Porzingis once again said he didn't want to be there, just like Anthony Davis doesn't want to be down in New Orleans. We'll get to him in a second, but in the NBA, when that happens, like, I swear it's such a flippy drama league. It took him three hours to make this trade happen, and I think, like you said, the Mavericks were extremely happy to make this trade. So as soon as they got a phone call, they were ready to do it uh, because DeAndre Jordan, his contract's up at the end of the year. Wesley Matthews, his contract's up at the end of the year. Now, both of them, Wesley Matthews got some pretty good time, but it just, they didn't contribute very much down in Dallas. I don't see them contributing very much in New York either, but I think everybody's kind of underestimating Dennis Smith Jr., I I, yeah. I really I really like that trade piece for the Knicks, especially if they do get the number one pick and get Zion and pick up a free agent. That that doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. Having I'm not saying Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or just finding someone to go along with the the new you know number one overall pick if they end up being the worst, which. I mean, this trade probably basically just solidifies that they're going to be one of the worst teams. And because this isn't making them any better this year, but that's what it is, is that the Knicks are looking in the long run. And I respect them for that because there's a lot of people who they can make a move for this summer. We've talked about this before. I don't know that the you know, New York is the free agent destination that everybody wants to go to, but people have already mentioned Kyrie. People have already mentioned Kevin Durant. But now they have space, or they, I mean, they already had space for one, but now they have space for two Supermax deals at the end of the year. Uh, who knows what they could do with that? But imagine if you had Dennis Smith Jr., a really, really good person, say Kevin Durant, and then a uh, top three pick. I would say that's something that New York is willing to give Kristaps Porzingis up for because Kristaps, even if he was in their five year plan, is just one unicorn. Yeah, to me, the other thing, though, that I will say about this is. The Knicks need to get, if they are looking at getting Kevin Durant, I think they need to look at adding Durant and somebody else. I don't think they can land Durant just on his own without anybody coming there to be in a supporting role to him. Because if you go back and look through his career, you know, 07, 08, Seattle Supersonics, that's the last season. Could pretty much throw that season out because that one's his rookie year. The franchise is moving cities. It's a bad year overall. Once he gets into OKC, his first year there, he gets Russell Westbrook to join him. And then from there, they add Harden. They had Steven Adams. Of course, everything disbands from there. But he goes to Golden State where he's got the Turi, Curry, Thompson, Green, and then as later as this year, Boogie Cousins added. Durant's never really had the shoulder load of a team himself. He's always had somebody there to help him. 
and I don't see anybody on the Knicks right now outside of them possibly landing the first round, first overall pick, getting a top three pick, getting somebody in there with Durant to really make a difference. If that's just him on his own, I don't think he goes to the Knicks because I don't think he is a leader. I don't think he I don't think he can do it by himself. Just, I'll just be honest about it. I don't think Kevin Durant can lead a team by himself. Uh, I guess it, I know. And especially with, I mean, the way that we've seen, you know, with his, you know, Twitter attitude and such, uh, him clapping back at people, he just doesn't seem like he can take criticism at all. That's not the much of like a team leader, but you also can't say that he had to have people around to help him because he, what, what he won three scoring titles? Like, yeah, there's obviously playmakers around him, but you can't tell me a young Dennis Smith Jr. reminds me of a young Russell Westbrook. Wrong. I don't agree with that, but you no, know what? That's but, conversation no, I mean, not, for a different day. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, either way. I, yeah, just, I think the Knicks, I think the Knicks are setting themselves up pretty decently. Uh, I do think they're happy with the move. And I mean, I mean, I would never would have traded Kristaps Porzingis for what they did, but if that's just. Yeah, if that's just how it works, that's just I guess I guess that's how she goes in the NBA. Once you say you, once you say you're out, you're really out. Yeah. Now there's the other trade talks that are going on that we gotta dive into, which is pretty big. Anthony Davis asked publicly, basically, to be moved from the New Orleans Pelicans, and it's, everybody's basically saying he just wants to go to LA. But there's other places that are looking at him, and uh, obviously he's another one of those people who could be on the free agency market who the New York Knicks could even look at we were just talking about. But two, I got two questions for you, Sean. One is, first of all, with Anthony Davis basically requesting a trade in this, how, how do you think the NBA can try to stop this tampering that they so badly have going on all the time? I honestly have no idea. It's the NBA. They have the rules in place. It's just they don't enforce them. The rules are there, and there's stuff to prevent what's going on right now with all of this, but they don't do anything about it. They haven't done anything about it for years, and they don't really need any more answers. They have the answers. They have the rules. They just don't enforce them. Yeah. So that's all I have to say on that. We're just going to start. So last night, you know, some breaking news on this Anthony Davis stuff. Last night, the Los Angeles Lakers, um, an offer that was made to the Pelicans came forward and out into the public, and it was Kyle Kuzma, uh, Lonzo Ball, uh, Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley in a first-round pick for Anthony Davis, and probably, I assume, some other stuff going back just to match up the salaries and match up the roster spots. But the Pelicans said no to that, and... Um, right now they're mulling considering a counter offer, but right now it looks like they're not going to offer a counter. They're looking at it as the Lakers are lowballing them and they haven't put all their assets on the table yet for Anthony Davis. And I think that the Pelicans are playing this exactly right. I don't think that the Lakers have offered up everything they have. There's no, uh, Brandon Ingram. Um, Josh Hart could also be a name thrown around and another first round pick. I think Anthony Davis is at least worth two young players and two first round picks. What do you think? Well, young players and first round picks, uh, man, Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball are both in their 
infancy in the NBA. Those are two young players. I think the New Orleans Pelicans are kind of stupid because they don't... L.A. does not need to trade for Anthony Davis. L.A. Mm-hmm. will get Anthony Davis regardless exactly. if, if he never point. gets traded. So, That's so New Orleans needs to take a trade for Anthony Davis and not get too greedy before LA before Magic Johnson and LA look and say listen this is you're trying to say no that that's way too much it's way too much it's not well, a low it, ball Boston can offer them more in terms of draft picks and everything else once the season gets over the Lakers are going to be offering what they're offering now the Lakers aren't the only team that I know they Anthony Davis has said he's going to the Lakers regardless, but he's, they're not the only team that can trade for him. Um, I still think Boston could throw out an offer. I still think the Philadelphia could throw out an offer. Two teams that just want to win a championship. They realize he's not there long-term. They just want to win a championship. So I think that the Pelicans are playing the smart in the fact of uh, Davis is still under contract for next year as well. Um, he's not going anywhere. It's a, that's so they, a team option, they, I believe. Yeah, and you don't think that they'll take it well, just to course, try and but... leverage their leverage their trade position? I think that they, I think the Pelicans are playing this smart in the fact of they're taking their time. They're not rushing to a decision like we just discussed with the Knicks, who when once he realized he wanted to get traded publicly when they announced it, the deal was already done. I, I, I the Pelicans uh, are being smart and taking their time and trying to find the right deal that fits replacing a franchise player. Yeah, but I, I think yeah, – I mean, Anthony Davis hasn't played since he asked for a trade. They've already took his face off of the warm-up videos. Exactly. The, the, well, this is my point is he's not going to be there very long. Maybe not. He's not going to be there for another year of a contract. They are going to trade him in the next two weeks. So take a king's ransom, which includes – and in t- that that is to be honest with you, I don't. I I mean, I would rather have Josh Hart or Brandon Ingram rather than probably Lonzo Ball or Kyle Kuzma, but both of those are young kids, or you know, basically, I mean, they're younger than us, and they have a long time coming. They're still on their rookie deals. Anthony Davis. The thing is, is the next contract that he signs is going to be a super max deal for whatever, six years and or five or six years because he's a big man. He's going to try and get as long as he can, and the next team is going to get his prime. So I think, I mean, L.A., if they want him, they should they should give up everything, but they've already gave up. I don't think that's a low-ball offer is basically what I'm getting at. Well, I don't think it's a low-ball offer either. I'm just reading you the Bleacher Report article that came out earlier this morning. Um. If that's what the Pelicans think is a low ball, though, I'm not going to argue with them because, you know, I think Brandon – I would rather have Brandon Ingram than Lonzo Ball or Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. I think the Lakers were just throwing out a first offer to get negotiations started. And I think that's where the Pelicans are going to do themselves a disservice if they just go like, eh, it's a low ball, we're not going to respond. If they're low ball and you ask for what – high ball the Lakers, ask for more than what you want. Yeah. Try and try and meet in the middle, get a deal done. Um, Anthony Davis to the Lakers, like you said, it's a foregone conclusion. I think it's a bunch of baloney. 
I think it's bad for the NBA, but that's a different topic for a different day. We're just talking about the trade right now. Um, Pelicans need to get, though, at least – I think asking for uh, – if I was the Pelicans, I'm going back to the Lakers with this offer. I'm asking for Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna take Stevenson over Rondo just because – and then two first-round picks. That's what I think is a fair deal for Anthony Davis. I think that that can be worked out, some permeation of that offer, but I think that's what it's going to take to get Anthony Davis moved before the deadline this year. I, I that yeah, that's I just think I think it's going to happen no matter what. I just think he will he will not be on the New Orleans Pelicans by the end of next week. That's that's what I think. Now, <laughs> we do have a couple other NBA topics to talk about and uh, just a little bit more basketball in general. But, you know, James Harden has been on an absolute tear, Sean. Uh, in the month of January, he averaged 43.6 points per game, I believe was the, uh, was the number. Second to only, you know, Wilt. What, what are you scoring, uh, 46 or something like that or 50? In a month, either way, uh, we want to talk a little bit about James Harden and Sean. Do you think this is a pace that he can keep up? And I know you have a couple of grievances to air. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a pace he can keep up because the refs keep giving him 10 plus, 12 plus, 14 plus free throws a night. So, of course, he's going to make them. He's an NBA player. So, why can't he continue this? The refs have just kind of made a mockery of the NBA in terms of James Harden making taking whatever shot he wants doing whatever the hell he wants and just getting free throws so I mean that's all I've got to say James Harden just makes me angry in general well I I can understand that but I I think it's incredible the the streak that he went on in the middle of three or four games 220 something points without ever having the basket assisted on and that has nothing to do with his team. That just has to do with him being a, a, a possession scorer, dribbling the ball, taking step-back shots, just holding on to the ball. Uh, that is incredible to me. I cannot understand how you can score 200 points and not have one of them come off a pass from your teammate. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not. I don't think it's good for basketball to have James Harden held up as an MVP candidate, I just, he does it all by himself. Doesn't trust his teammates. Just, he may, maybe he does, but just looking at it from someone who doesn't really know the situation in Houston, it looks like he just does this all himself. Doesn't really count on his teammates. Doesn't really make an effort to involve his teammates. Once he gets the ball, it's kind of like it's his ball. It's a black hole. It's going to end with him make or miss. And I just don't think that that's good for the game of basketball to have him as a MVP candidate, somebody that's going to be the future of the game. Well, he's uh, definitely a one of a kind player, and it's funny. I just see all those step backs, and uh, they basically say, "Yeah, that's completely legal." But hey, he makes them and he takes them a lot of them. <laughs> now. Uh, let me ask you, Sean, is there anybody else you think will be on the move uh, for this trade deadline? Because it does usually get pretty crazy. And uh, I wanted to see, you know, what do you think the Pistons are going to do? You think they're going to buy, sell? I mean, they're sitting right in the middle ground of no nothingness once again. 
Uh, yeah, I think Blake might be a dark horse guy that gets moved at the deadline. Maybe. I don't see it happening. I think the Pistons, if anything, are going to move probably Reggie Jackson for some kind of package. I'm not sure. I really don't see the Pistons making any moves that will affect where they are as a franchise. So, they might as well just stay pat and hope to get a lottery pick. Yeah, they, they'll have to uh, lose a lot more games to get into the lot, like a good lottery pick. And I mean, there's going to be some good guys coming out in this year's draft, and we'll talk a lot more about that here in the next few months. Uh, can't wait. Sooner rather than later, we're going to have our one-year anniversary of Just Saying Sports, and we'll be doing our world-famous bracket show once again. Uh, we'll give you all of our picks for the March Madness here uh, at the beginning of March. Uh, it's going to be a great time, so looking forward to that. Uh, plenty more basketball still to be played, uh, both college and professional, but we're going to dive into that on another day. Uh, that's basically going to do it for us today. Wanted to make sure we gave you a little bit of NBA chatter to begin your week. Now, make sure you subscribe, like, share, Comment, post, retweet, whatever you want to call it on all platforms with Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere you can find a podcast and subscribe to our joint here. But without further ado, my name is Jake Adnip. I'm Sean DeWire. Thanks for listening to Just Saying Sports, and we will see you again soon.